All right. So let's let's set it up here. 63-61 Illinois. Eight seconds left. Again, the Illini do not want to foul. Here's Watson. Watson driving near midcourt. Cut off with five. Dribbles. Five. Left wing. Palmer shoots a three for the win. And he got it. Or was he on the line for two? He tied it with 63-63. Frazier's three-quarter court heave is no good. And we're going to overtime. And they're going to look at it. The Husker fans think they've won it. This would really be disappointing if it's good, and I think they say it's good. Well, welcome in, everybody, to our postgame coverage. I feel like I want to go out, adopt a little puppy, <laughs> take it to Lincoln so the Huskers can kick that around, too. Man. That was just a horrible way to lose. And Michael Finke with one of the biggest shots of his season. Certainly a memorable moment for his career. And it all goes for naught. They hit the last second three. Welcome in, everybody. Fasteners, etc. postgame show in a moment. I'm Scott Beatty. Matt McCumber is here as well, former coach. And let's get you our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management and Stocks Office Furniture. A swing of emotions from the last eight seconds of the ball game, Matt, and it just seems to be this is how it's going to go this year, huh? Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's it, it's a stab to the heart, you know, kick below the belt, whatever you want to say. I, it's just tough losing that way, and they fought hard the entire game. They were gritty, came down. They actually made a play when they needed to with Finky's three and one and, you know, had victory right there in their grasp. And it just wasn't meant to be as the uh, Huskers come down and make a pretty <laughs> incredible shot themselves and, and made a play and end up winning by one. This is a young team. That's just how I see it. This is just a young team, and they are having flashes of brilliance and flashes of bad, bad basketball as well. Things are going are gonna to trend up, I think, but yep. it is frustrating to watch. What you see is guys that could be playing consistently well, and if they did, this would be a team that would win some ball games here. But right now, they are struggling. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. 356-9397 is the PNC Bank phone line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. You can tweet at us, hashtag PNC Bank Illini. Fasteners, etc. Post game show with you is coming up next. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Scott Beatty. Here's Frazier, drives on Copeland, cut off in the lane, turnaround jumper, good! Trent Frazier, a little 10-footer left of the lane, 
posted up his man and scores. He has six and a half, 17 for the game. And the Illini are back within three and 50 to 47. Trent Frazier carrying the Illini again, 19 points on seven of 14 shooting in 36 minutes of play. But the Illini lose this one in heartbreaking fashion, 64 to 63 on a three-pointer that one official apparently thought was a two-pointer. Pretty clear, though, he was behind the line, James Palmer Jr., and even if he was on the line, we were going to go to overtime, which would have been par for the course. Illinois falls. The Big Ten losing streak this season is six, seven if you count the Big Ten loss in the tournament going back to last year, and Illinois searching for a conference win. Welcome in, everybody. Scott Beatty alongside former assistant coach Matt McCumber. We welcome your calls and texts. Let's get to the text line tonight. There is a lot going on on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Brent and Belleville, I'm not even going to listen to the call-in show tonight. I can't stomach the whining. I would just like to, and I would just likely contribute to it. So many little things that contributed to losing to this, but I will highlight one huge positive. The rebounding was very good, especially after the horrible rebounding against Iowa. The first conference win will come. I do think it's coming. It's it's frustrating because they're almost there in so many aspects. Yeah, I mean they've <laughs> you got three overtime games now and then one where you lost at the buzzer and it's just trying to get over that hump what we've been saying time and time again through these six games of, of the Big Ten season. They are right there and tonight they made a play um, so it was good to see um, Finky did step up as an upperclassman and made a play, gave them the lead late in the game. They just couldn't come out uh, with a win but you know, it it's like you said, par for the course. You, you just you move on to the next game. That's all you can do. Look forward, look ahead, try to stay positive, try to keep your guys together, and try to go and get another Big Ten road win. I really want concerned now for their just their confidence. You know, and Brad Underwood talked about this week about swagger and Trent Frazier bringing that to the locker room. But you know, what happens every time you're doing something right, two things go wrong, and yeah. you. Sp- that's that self-doubt has to be creeping in yeah I, I would think so um but again at the same time these these kids are young they're resilient and sometimes they don't know what they don't know uh-huh. and, and and they try you know they they're used to playing AAU basketball where they might lose two or three times in a day but they just go on and play the next game so um they've kind of got that mentality some of them do some of them don't um but you know y- you hope that they can keep stay together um be as a team and, and try to find a way at Wisconsin. Head to the phones. Castle Heaty, or rather the PNC Bank phone line is 356-9397. First up, out in Maryland. It's tomorrow already. Eric is out there. Hey, Eric. Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing Good well. Thing. Hey, I just got a couple comments and a question real quick. I just, uh, a lifelong Illini fan, you got nothing to be ashamed of here. This, this Underwood is the real deal. He's going to bring championships. He's going to get recruits. I wish I felt the same way about the football program, but Brad Underwood, Illini fans, you don't have to worry. This guy can coach. He can get the recruits. He's got the demeanor on the sideline. He's just, he's fun to watch. I mean, I get excited just watching him on the sideline. And uh, he's been in every game, a couple, couple missed opportunities here, bad pass there, a couple freshman mistakes, and they, they could be four and two in the Big Ten. So uh, the wins are going to come. The good seasons are going to come. And uh, I guess my one question would be to Underwood, if he was is listening to the program, is I'd like to see them press a little bit more. They got the guard rotation. They got plenty of guards on the on the team. I, I wish they would do a little bit more pressing, get the guys 
active on the defensive end. So when they, uh, the other teams wear him down a little bit, kind of like West Virginia. And uh, do you know why he's not doing more pressing at the beginning of the game? Thanks, Eric, for your call. We'll, we'll talk about it and appreciate you listening in from Maryland. It seemed to me that they were mixing up defenses a lot more tonight. Yeah, uh, he didn't mix it up and went uh, three-quarter court, um, kind of a loose uh, zone kind of trapping um, for, for some of the second half. I did like that. Um, it allows the other team to kind of, you know, take their time getting the ball up. But by the time they're trying to get into offense, you know, there's probably only 18, 17 seconds left on the shot clock. So um, I, I did like that switch up. I agree with caller Eric. I, you know, I would like a little more pressure, especially in the first half. Um, I know it's hard now with Lucas out um, because you don't have that extra guard that mm -hmm. you can rotate in and out. Um, so probably why he didn't try it today because I thought Nebraska was really shaky with the ball at times. Um but, you know, at, at this point, I'd be willing to try anything, see, see what would happen. <laughs> and maybe uh, Mark Smith looked a lot better, but he's still coming off the flu. Maybe you don't have 100% legs yet, and yeah, you can't yeah. afford to give up all your energy. But good thought, Eric. Appreciate yep. the call. Brian in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, Brian, I know you went to the ball game, didn't you? I did. Am I on? You are on the air. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, I was there. It was uh, worse than person <laughs> i bet uh yeah i i kind of like the way altenberger talked about the um you know it was kind of like getting hit below the belt after the the swing the four-point play and then you know they hit the miracle three to win i kind of felt like the little kid that dropped my ice cream on the ground <laughs> sad. But, um, you know, there's some good things tonight. I mean, I was glad to see Finky kind of break out of his slump. I mean, he's really struggled lately, and hopefully he can stay on track. And I was also glad to see us go to the zone because, frankly, I don't, I don't think we have the personnel really to do on defense what Underwood wants to do, at least not for – um, extended periods of time. I just don't yeah. think we have the quickness or the speed. So that was that was nice to see him kind of switch up. And I agree. I'd like to see a little bit more of that, um, you know, three-quarter court or, you know, that, a little bit more of that pressure. I think that would be good because it did kind of – it did two things. It stopped Nebraska in transition because the entire first half I was just – flabbergasted at times at how we did not stop the ball coming up the court and they had a good game plan you know they just really didn't want us to set our defense and they just kept driving into the paint you know off the rebound so it was nice to see that pressure because that took that away um, I wish that the marks could get on track because those guys are just they can't get anything to go down all Stork can't even make a free throw and um, if they could get going a little bit, I think it would make a huge difference. Actually, Allstork did make a free throw. It was his only point tonight. <laughs> he made one. How many did he miss? He missed two. He was one of three and 0-4 from the field. He scored one point. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, around with you. I mean, yeah, we they need Mark Allstork. They need Mark Smith to be more productive. Absolutely. Yeah, at one point, at one point I looked up at the scoreboard, and we were shooting like, 27% from the floor and like 9% from three and 58% from the free throw line. And I'm like, wow, how are we even in this game? But Nebraska didn't shoot much better. So right. 
Um, but well, I think the one thing I would think the one thing that I'll leave you with is I, this team has to, and I've heard Underwood say this, but they have to learn how to value possessions because all of these games are coming down to one or two possessions, and you can't have a fourth-year player having two silly traveling calls, especially one that negates a layup. You can't have your point guard lose the ball on the baseline out of bounds or give it up to the other team for a layup two times in the span of a couple of minutes. You can't have your other guard throw the ball away on a, you know, late in the game on an outlet pass. Those things, like if they could clean that stuff up, they'd be a whole lot better off. So, yeah. Well, Brian, glad you got to see him. Wish it was a different outcome, but we always appreciate you weighing in. Yep, yeah, thanks. thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Brian, out in uh, Nebraska. Several texts pouring in here. Uh, Bruce in Houston, you guys need to get a psychiatrist on here for next week's post game. This <laughs> fandom is in dire straits. Bruce down in Houston, Brian in Champaign, different Brian. It's now just a cruel, practical joke on Illini Nation. No other comment other than nice game, Michael Finky. We need you like that the rest of the way. Uh, tonight's game was unbelievable and embarrassing, says Benny. The Illini can't catch a break. The Badgers will beat us Friday. Uh, and a 617 texture here, David, says, Scott, you and many others keep calling this a young team. Nonsense. The starting lineup includes a fifth-year senior and two fourth-year juniors. Point yeah, taken. Yeah, uh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe the residue of football, or we just had to keep saying that over <laughs> they're young, they're young. But there is a youth al- element to this team that I think – is important plus a newness with a coach yeah. and even the the aforementioned grad transfer is new to the squad right and, and new big 10 play you know you're starting two guards that are a focal point of the offense that are freshmen i understand trent frazier is very good and very talented but you he is still a freshman but yeah point taken um there is um some upperclassmen on the team that need to step up in certain ways and help them get over the hump because uh you know, obviously they need them. Um, but, you know, again, as from the previous caller, uh, all Stork, Smith, and Williams from your other guards, other than Fraser, they go one for 17 from the field and, you know, just need somebody else that can play alongside him that give any sort of production. Um, again, it hurts that Lucas isn't there to rotate in and out, maybe give somebody a, a breather, but, um, you know, it just just can't happen. Uh, another texter from 309 also weighing in basically with the same point saying, hey, they're not that young. Uh, maybe you guys are thinking like I'm getting letting them, let them off the hook a little bit too too easily here, but I don't think the coaching staff is letting them off the hook, uh, and I don't really think we should either. I just My point is I see a team here that's almost there but not quite, and it's that newness and youth yeah. that yeah. is present in, in the lineup. Plus, you do have this – culture from the seasons past of not winning that I don't want to call it a culture of losing yeah but but that just that culture of not always not getting it done and, and nobody knows how to handle this sometimes it's like here we go again and you know they they got the feeling and it just hasn't escaped their bodies and you know I don't know if it comes down to a little bit of nerves at the end or um it, like I just said here, here we go again and they just fear for you know, the the worst or whatever it may be, but um, it's just going to take one time to get over that hump and, and the tide to turn a little bit where we start figuring it out. Music means we look at our scoreboard for the first time. You might have heard tonight 
several several other nail biters in the Big Ten. Michigan outlasts Maryland. Uh, Herther hits a three-pointer with just a few seconds left for Maryland to put them up by a point. And then guess what? Michigan comes back, drives, draws a foul, and Rockman hits a pair of free throws, and Michigan wins at 68-67. Minnesota and Penn State went to overtime in Happy Valley, and Minnesota outlasts the Nittany Lions 95-84. So that's what went on in the Big Ten tonight. We'll check everything else as we go along here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, late night edition. Got a few more 8 o'clock tips coming your way, so get used to it, Matt. Hope you don't have to get up early tomorrow No, I'm morning. good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back with more. Your calls, your texts, uh, some more highlights. Stay with us. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now to Allstork, left baseline, Black with two, going to have to force the three, and he missed it. Rebound, Finky, an offensive board, he put it up and in. Pinky on the follow. His first basket of the night. There's another offensive rebound. Here is Allstore, top of the key. Double team, left wing Frazier. Bounce pass down low, Black. Turnaround jumper is good. LaRon Black. The Illini were down at half, 32-30. They're up 38-34. Timeout, Nebraska. That's how part of the second half started for the Illini, doing very well, scoring uh, several of their first possessions. And they open up the second half, that key part of the ball game when you start the second half. But the Illini then gave up a 10-0 run to Nebraska in the other way in the next, uh, after the first media timeout of the second half. And back and forth they went until the end of this ball game. Nebraska wins it 64-63 on a buzzer beater from James Palmer Jr. The Illini now 0-6 in the Big Ten, 10-9 overall. Nebraska notches up to 4-3 in conference. They're 13-7 overall. Scott Beatty and Matt McCumber here with you, taking your calls and texts and tweets as well. Chris H. says up by two at Nebraska. Foul, 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 foul. And a lot of fouls. Fouls continuing to plague the Illini tonight. And we were just talking about off-air, that's – particularly a problem still for LaRon Black because he can't stay on the floor enough. Right, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see LaRon average about 30 minutes or so a game. Um, I know usually for big men it, it's a little closer to 20, which is probably where he's right around. But he's been <laughs> so productive when he's been in there for the Illini and not on the bench. And he can get a shot off almost against anybody, um, rebounds it well. Uh, had 13 and 8 in 23 minutes tonight. I mean, I know the five turnovers really, really hurt, but um, he, the line I need him on the floor so they can play through him, uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe he can stay on the floor a little bit longer next game. Thinking about that last shot because a uh, texture here two one seven says hindsight 2020 perspective, which is coaching as a whole, but I would have played full denial half court defense, switching on every screen for the last shot to force a bad shot. What are your generally speaking? What are your options in that situation? Yeah, usually I, if it's under ten seconds or so, and you're in that situation, I would have switched everything. And I would have told bigs, guards, I don't care who you are. We're switching every screen coming up, and you you have to make sure though your bigs know and understand because they have to be at the level of the screen. If they're not at the level of the screen, 
a faster guard could go right around him. Um, obviously, you want to play not to give up a three in that situation. I think that he he made a great shot and, and made a play. Um, it was contested, which I'm fine with. I mean, that's what you wanted the outcome to be. He just made it. Um, but, you know, you, you try to push them to the baseline, sideline, wherever it may be, so you have that extra defender, and you switch everything. And you, you try to shrink the floor to one side. Nebraska was able to start on the right and switch over to the left, which helped them, I thought. Again, want to stay on one side of the of the court to hopefully uh, shrink the floor. Yeah. Anything? I mean, now that it is looking back on it, w- what would you have done differently, if anything? Um, is it a, in other words, is it a situation where he just made the shot and yeah, that's just you know, how it it's is? It, it's a little bit of a tip of, ca- of the cap there for him. Um, he did make a, an incredible shot. Uh, he even <laughs> had to hang in the air a little bit um, and d- to get it uh, off. But um, the only thing I would have done differently there is kept it on one side of the floor and, and tried to have my big or whoever it was on the on the. There was some confusion. Uh, on the side there and didn't get the switch in time and they were able to shoot a three we are talking about this loss 64 63 nebraska wins it over the illini but just before it was a great moment for michael finke and that brings us to our peak and insurance beyond the expected play it was uh, here it is a a four-point play for for michael finke that for the moment gave the illini the lead all stork in the backcourt to frazier Here we go with 18. Frazier dribbling to the right wing. Frazier looking to drive with 12. Frazier at the top of the key with 10. Left wing, Finky for the lead. And he got it. Finky nails it with 8.1 seconds left. And the Illini have hit a three from the left wing. And I think a foul as well. It was. It was a four-point play. Illinois went up 63-61, but obviously the three moments later from Nebraska and James Palmer Jr., the difference in the ball game. Pekin Insurance, beyond the expected play for beyond the expected coverage and service. Contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. Back in a moment. here by Nebraska. 1-3-1. Jordan to Frazier way out near midcourt. Now to Williams. Shoots a three with one on the shot clock. He missed it. Rebound Black. Great position. Put it up and in. LaRon Black had great position. He has 13. Pinky's going to drive on Roby. Turnaround jumper up and good. Leaned in towards the rim and laid it up and in. Pinky with 11 points in this half. And the Illini are down to 61-59. 28 seconds to go. Really nice night for Michael Finke. Uh, kind of a bounce back night for him. And the Illini really need him. Finke finishing with 16 points on 6-9 shooting. 2-3 three from 3. 10 rebounds, so a double-double for him in 24 minutes. Trent Frazier, your leading scorer with 20, uh, pardon me, 19 points in 36 minutes. Ron Black, 13 points, 8 rebounds as well. Those are the only three guys in uh, double figures. But let's start with Michael Finke starting to find himself back again, perhaps, after taking a little bit of a dip in the last few ballgames. Yeah, it was great to see him kind of come alive again tonight and make some big shots. He had two threes. I think before he hit the two threes in the second half, I think he was two for his last 14 from three. So, 
um, really good to see him get it going. And, you know, he he wanted the big moment. He was out there. He was pumped up. Um, hopefully he can get his confidence back up and start uh, hitting down some shots because he's been open in, in previous games. He just hasn't made them. So um, really happy for him. You know, I know some of the fans or whatnot have kind of left him for dead and wanted, you know, he's not producing, get him out, get him out. But um, this was a nice bounce back, and it was good to see him have some good production. Hadn't had a, yeah, hadn't had a double-digit double, double. scoring yeah. since uh, since Grand Canyon. Now, overall, though, the Illini, three of 18, what is going on? Some of them aren't contested. No, and they're, they're good shots. From shot. three points. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're good shots. They're, uh, they're just not going in. I... I Again, one of seventeen from your three other guards, um, and oh, a seven from three. I, you know, you at least got to hit two or three of those. You would think. Um, yes, a couple were forced uh, at the end of shot clocks. The one thing I didn't, I didn't like about today and tonight's game was uh, Trent Frazier has the ball in his hands late in shot clock situations, and he's got to create everything. I. I I would like for the Illini to get into offense earlier with opportunities to score before that because it comes down. It seemed like time and time again the shot clock was under five, four, three, and, you know, it's Trent Frazier trying to make a play or him having to pass off the last second, and it just, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why they're shooting three of 18. That seems to be a mark of struggling teams sometimes or when they're struggling at least in the moment in their offense when – Kind of watching, waiting for one guy to make a play. play kind of right. Do Everybody else is just standing around. And, yeah. you know, I again, Trent is extremely talented and very valuable. I want him to have the ball in his hands at the end of shot clock situations. But I just wish it would start a little earlier um, before, you know, it's under five and you, you got to go make a play. Let's look at what else has gone on tonight in the on the scoreboard. Top 25 action tonight. A good ball game out in Morgantown. Kansas beats West Virginia 71-66, but Kansas had a sizable deficit in that ball game. Sizable deficit. I think they were down 13 or 14 in the second half, early second half, but uh, they found a way and were able to, to come back against a very tough, <laughs> gritty West Virginia team. It's not easy going into Morgantown and winning, and they, uh, they made it happen. And Duke beats Miami 83-75. On the NBA side of things, the Bulls outlast Miami in an afternoon game here on the Martin Luther King holiday, and now the scoreboard's just gone away, so we'll just have awkward conversation. <laughs> All right, uh, how about this? Back. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? I thought we got it back. Nope. Yeah, we did. All okay. right, Bulls beat uh, the Heat 119-111. to Third quarter right now, Clippers lead the Rockers 91-82. to Hornets over the Pistons 118 118- 107. 76ers top the Raptors, 117 to 111. Toronto been playing well. Milwaukee over the Wizards, 104-95. Atlanta edges the Spurs, 102-99. New York gets a win over the Nets, 119-104. Grizzlies best the Lakers, 123-114. Thunder over the Kings, 95 to 88. I think everybody played today. Warriors beat the Cavs in probably the marquee game, 118 to 108 in Cleveland. And the Pacers over the Jazz, 109-94. Body and Soul scoreboard from our friends at Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Matt and I have more of the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Give us a call or text. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 
317-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Yeah, give him credit. Um, like, like I just told our guys, nothing is uh, uh, nothing's given. It's all earned till the, till the final horn. I am really proud. I guys, I mean we're we're three overtime losses. We've got the game in a two possession game at Minnesota and con- complete control and we 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 made a couple mistakes. Um got this one won. I mean, got it or, or got it got it right there. When you look at it as a coach, you know you're not far off and yet sometimes it seems like you're a, you're 100 miles away. Well, that's kind of how it feels here with this Illini team right now with six losses in Big 10 play. And in no time did you feel really like the Illini got blown out, and obviously with uh, several of them being in overtime and or or two possession or less, you're in it. But every ball game, basically, you felt like the Illini were in it. If not, they should have won. Tonight they lose on a last-second three, which Brad Underwood says give credit, credit there to James Palmer, Jr., for making the shot. Welcome back, everybody. Scott and Matt with you. Sharon asks this question in 217 texture. Maybe a foul with the lead where Nebraska could score no more than two would have worked out and not given them a chance to make a three. I know in hindsight is always 20-20. I don't think you do that with a two-point lead. No. I, Maybe uh, with a three-point lead. Yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of fouling when you're up three. It's under 10 seconds um, fouling and putting them on the line. Uh, I do like that strategy, but it stinks. So it se- something seems un uh, un basketball like about it, but it's the rules. I mean, yeah. it's well within the it, rules. It's, it's well to your advantage. I I like it. I like the odds of it. I would always attest to doing that. But you know, to each their own. I with a, a two point lead, I make them make a play. You know, a, they made a play. I wouldn't found that situation. You don't want to give them a chance to get two freebies at the line. Um, to to tie it to go into overtime, especially on the road. Yeah, but, uh, 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 interesting thought there, Sharon. Appreciate it. Let's get to our keys to the game as Illinois loses in this one. Brought to you by the Pella Window Store for all your window and door needs. Visit the Pella Window Store, Country Fair Drive, or go to PellaChampagne.com and Hickory Point Bank of Champagne as well. Uh, Matt, well, I thought the rebounding was exceptional tonight. They out-rebounded Nebraska 46-29. to It kept them in the game um, and had 18 offensive rebounds to boot uh, out of the 46, which was tremendous, um, to only Nebraska 6. My thing with the rebounding, I would like a better conversion rate um, on second-chance points. The Illini got 18 offensive rebounds and only got uh, 14 second-chance points out of it. Compared to Nebraska, they got six and got 14 the same. So you basically negate your 18 offensive rebounds to the exact same thing that Nebraska did, both having 14. How many? What percentage of missed shots would you like to see a team make offensive rebounds? I, if I'm a coach, I would like anywhere between 40 and 50%, about half our misses. That's exactly what they did tonight. 36 misses, 18 offensive rebounds. So – I. That's an exceptional stat, and I would think Coach Underwood would be very pleased with that. The unexceptional part, though, is 36 misses. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. And three of 18 from three is uh, not not ideal either. So um, that was a big key for me. And then the missed layups in the first half really hurt. Um, I think Coach Underwood said after the game that they counted eight by halftime, and those are just – I mean, they're layups. You know, you at the very worst, you go six of eight. 
to me, it seems that those layups, you're just looking at them like too hard. And I don't know if there's too much adrenaline or just yeah. not a touch yet. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going in there like bulls in China shops and they're throwing it up. They're praying that it goes in. Um, there's not there's not much thought to it, I think. I, Even I, DeMonte, who's kind of pretty composed guy. Yeah. He's just too strong. Just, yeah. And, you know, they're, Nebraska really doesn't have a rim protector either, so they shouldn't have been worried about that. Um, it's getting into the lane and making a nice jump stop and going up strong and finishing. That's all. And I'm sure, you know, they probably work on it every day in practice, but it, you got to be better at layups throughout a game. I'll, I know it's easy pickings, but turnovers, and it's not just turnovers happening, but a couple of them really crucial Bad moments. Times, and yeah. not to pick on them, but DeMonte Williams had one, what, two possessions before two. the end of the game. Yeah, he kills it. And one, he was trying to outlet to Trent on the wing and, you know, probably could have, I, I think they were down two at the time, probably could have settled it down there uh, and gotten a good shot, but, you know, it happened. Um, and, yeah, I, again, the, it's just uh, – you got freshmen with the ball in their hands at, at late times in games, and it's going to happen. You don't want it to happen. Um, still need to grow up in that area and, and find a way to take care of the ball. Every, every possession is crucial. Keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank Invested also brought to you by the Pella Windows Store. We have more in a moment mistakes and un- un- unbelievably bad times uh miss layups miss free throws so i told the team after the game just think about every everybody everybody every single one of them made a mistake and i think we had eight missed layups at half can't get easier shots than layups gotta make them horrific shooting night uh three for 18 and and uh you know that's uh that's becoming a trend um you know when at least on the road Illinois falls 64-63, searching for some answers. It appears that most of the answers are right there. It's just don't make those mistakes. Um, you look at this team, and I think outside looking in, people will regard, will look at this team as less talented than several in the Big Ten, but yet it finds a way to be around in these ball games. How do you turn the corner? Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I had the answer. I it's tough right now. Um, it's making winning plays. It's finding a couple guys that are special during the course of the game that can step up and make a play. Um, it's guarding and continuing to guard through 40 minutes and you know not letting the other team score. It's being tougher than teams. It's anything that you can find that's going to get you over the hump. Um, I, again, I wish I had the answer. I wish I'm sure Coach Underwood and his staff wish they had the answer um, because I know they want to win. If Illinois will next play Wisconsin on Friday night, and that's uh, a tough environment usually, but this is a down year for the Badgers. Not sure what to expect out of this whole game. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting up at the Kohl Center. Um, they have Hap, obviously, who's a very good basketball player, but he doesn't have a lot of – a lot of help with them right now. I think they're still searching for a, a third score. They've they've had a tough time on offense throughout the Big Ten season, and um, they've got uh, a Davidson guy uh, that is averaging, I think, around 12 points a game and Haps around 17. But other than that, um, I think Khalil Iverson's around eight or nine. But uh, 
they they really need a third score that is going to try to get them to the next level. So I would expect a grind them out, low scoring defensive battle uh, up in Madison, and uh, it won't be easy. Wisconsin gets Purdue tomorrow night, and Purdue's starting to look really good right now. Let's go ahead and assume they lose that ball game. They come home and they're probably thinking, "I've we've got something here that we can win." Right against that's one of the problems when you get in Illini's place now is people think they can beat them right and they've already got the confidence coming into the game and it's not a good spot or situation to be if you're the Illini and you know I know teams are probably licking their chops thinking that hey this is where we can get one um but again the Illini have been in three overtime games a game tonight they lose at the buzzer they're not that far off they're a better team than the record indicates I'm not saying they're an NCAA tournament team but they're a better team than 0 and 6, and um, you know they'll sneak up and get somebody. But until that happens, teams will look at them as the cellar dweller. Final chance for you to weigh in if you like. PNC Bank fan line is three five six nine three nine seven. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. It's 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 frustrating. I'm pr- I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of our guys. I'm you know we're we're. We're not acting like a team that that is has uh, has been beat up. We're acting like a team that's uh, still got a lot of confidence and and, and playing well. And that you know it's the conference season's a long season, and and it is. It's it's one mistake here or there. And I mean, uh, I think 60, 70 percent of all games in Power Five conferences are pretty much two possessions. It comes down to so many just intangible things. It's those things, and and we can't make those plays. And and. Uh, but again, give um, give Palmer credit, and he had a tough shot. I'm really proud of Mike. Mike stepped up and and uh, um, had a really good night and double double and and uh, and hit the big one and uh, you know give us a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the Illini would have just liked to not have to been in that position because they lose a heartbreaker, 64-63, the final, Nebraska. Outlast the Illini, four and three now. The Cornhuskers in Big Ten play. They are thirteen and seven overall. The Illini now ten and nine, and zero oh and six in Big Ten play. Scott Beatty and Matt McCumber here with you for just a few moments longer before we'll give way and we'll have Illinois basketball again on Friday night from the Kohl Center. In fact, let's take a look at our scoreboard one more time from Body and Soul Sports Route Forty Five and Curtis Road in Savoy. We're back to our Big Ten scoreboard here in just a moment in case you missed that earlier on. But coming up this week here on our airwaves, on our AM side tomorrow night, Illinois women's basketball hosting Michigan State on Hail the Orange Night at the State Farm Center. That's an 8 o'clock tip from the State Farm Center. And then Friday night, men's basketball against Wisconsin. Same uh, bat time and channel here. 6.30 is our game day coverage, 8 o'clock the tip on both of these stations. And then uh, Saturday evening, the women are at it at Michigan at 5 o'clock. You'll hear that on our AM side, DWS. Next Monday, a week from tonight, basketball again. And kind of an odd setup for the schedule here. So no Brad Underwood show. Instead, Brad Underwood will be coaching, and the Illini will be hosting Michigan State from the State Farm Center. That's also an 8 p.m. tip with 6.30 coverage beginning. And... By the way, the Illini's next ball game after that and on Wednesday, the 24th, also an 8 p.m. tip where they host Indiana. All right, Matt McCumber, just give me your knee-jerk reaction looking here uh, at some upcoming ball games. 
win or win or lose at Wisconsin. What are you feeling? I'm feeling a win. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm calling a win. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State at home. NL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana at home. I I think it's a it's another winnable game. <laughs> I, These are all winnable yeah, right now. Yeah, right. I I'm going to go win. All right. And Rutgers at home. Win. Look at this, Matt McCumber feeling three and one in the next four. People are <laughs> saying I'm crazy. An zero and six start. You're feeling three and one in the he, next four. I know. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> I'll, I'll be getting Twitter uh, comments for days after that. But um, again, it just takes one. I, I just hope they can find a way to win uh, in Madison. It, 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 to me, it feels like if one or two guys have a breakthrough too, despite the mistakes, if Mark Smith becomes more of an offensive force. If Greg, uh, if Mark Allstork, that is, starts to become an offensive force again, suddenly now teams are having to account for a whole lot more. If Aaron Jordan can get some shots off right. again, this suddenly this becomes a whole different ball game, and the Illini can be a different team very easily than what they are. Yeah, I, again, I like you said, let's not crown them anything here. No, other than better than what they have shown so far in their record. Uh, the scoreboard tonight, in case you missed it, Michigan with a pair of free throws to beat Maryland, 68-67. It goes to overtime, but Minnesota beats Penn State, 95-84. And here tonight, Nebraska edging the Illini on a buzzer beater and a heartbreaker for the Illini, 64-63 is the final. All right, Matt, another one in the books for you. Another tally, another notch in the belt, yep. whatever you want to say. I got to get a win. That's why I'm predicting wins. So if not, y'all are going to fire me, and I'll be <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs> after the ba- after the baseball team had a bad road trip last year, uh, Dan Hartlip was looking at me, going, hey, you, no. "You're not coming along you're, anymore. Forget it. It's <laughs> time for Dave Lone to come back." <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tamara McDaniel, our producer engineer tonight. Thank you to Lauren Tate with us on pregame. Thank you to Ed Bond, our chief engineer. Operations Manager Jim Lewis. General Manager is Mike Hale. For my partner, Matt McCumber, I'm Scott Beatty. Thanking you most of all for listening. Also, your calls and texts. We'll do it again Friday night. Final score, Nebraska 64, Illini 63. Have a great rest of your evening. What's left of it? We'll talk to you again soon. See you, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, News Gazette Media Station. We feel so badly, but it's still a great night. Thank you all.